Anything goes wrong with it. It's good, man. I, re I really like it. Plus, it just, uh, I can really watch the rising of my, my. Yeah. So we're talking about eating tonight in the middle of our church fast. So bad combination, but praise the Lord for. Uh, sacrificing the bulls. <laughs> so thanks for coming tonight. Um, we're going to like we talked about uh, uh, Rosh Hashanah last week. Uh, we're talking about Yom Kippur, which is only 10 days later that it's coming up in two weeks. So it's going to be a good time. What's up, Chuck? Do what? Yeah, I got this. This, this cord is moving on me. There we go. I need to fix myself. All right. Does anybody know what Yom Kippur means? Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur. Hebrew word that means Yom, which is a, a day of time. It's a literal 24-hour period. And Kippur literally means atonement. Okay? Uh, so, day of atonement. So, where is the... Yom Kippur in the Bible? Well, it's funny you should ask because we're going to go to Leviticus 16. So if you go there with me, we're going to read this booger. Let me get off the Hebrew Bible. Let's see. Louder. Is that better? I was trying to fix the cord so it wasn't moving. That should be better. I don't hear that cord moving. All right. So Leviticus 16. And we're going to kind of run through this and then go kind of, not really line, but line, but kind of phrase for phrase. All right. The Lord spoke to Moses after the death of his sons, two sons, Aaron, when they drew before the Lord, uh, near before the Lord, and died. And let's see. All right. Tell Aaron, your brother, not to come at any time into the holy place inside the veil. Okay. Well, he said, just just don't feel comfortable to come in here. Before the mercy seat. That that is. 
on the ark, okay? So the mercy seat sits upon the ark so that he may not die, for I will appear in a cloud over the mercy seat, okay? But in this way, Aaron shall come into the holy place with a bull from the herd for a sin offering and a ram for a burnt offering, okay? So now you have two totally different offerings, sin offering, all right, and then a burnt offering. He shall put on the holy linen coat and shall have the linen undergarment on his body and he shall tie the linen sash around his waist and wear the linen turban. These are holy garments. He shall bathe his body in water and put them on. He shall take from the congregation, the people of Israel, two male goats for a sin offering, okay, and one ram for a burnt offering. All right, follow me now. Aaron shall offer the bull as a sin offering for himself. Okay. And shall take and shall make atonement for his himself and his house. There's scripture behind that. So just then he shall take the two goats and set them before the Lord at the entrance of the tent of meeting. All right. So what is happening? He's getting bulls and two goats, right? And Aaron shall cast lots over the two goats, one lot for the Lord and the other for the lot of Israel. All right. Aaron shall present the goat on which the lot fell before the Lord and use it as a sin offering because the other one is what? The what? The scapegoat. Okay. But the Lord on which the lot fell for Israel shall be presented alive before the Lord to make atonement over it, that it may be sent away into the wilderness to Israel. Does it say Israel in y'all's? Okay. Azazel. Um, yeah. Aaron shall present the bull as a sin offering for himself. Okay, so what happens here? Aaron takes the bull. He takes the two goats. He takes them into the holy place, the outer courts. Okay? He kills the bull, right? He takes the bull's blood. So he goes into the holy of holies twice. Okay? A lot of times you see videos on Yom Kippur, they have atonement, stuff like that, that they only get the goat's blood in there. That's not what happens. It goes twice. Okay? One... And it's going to say, all right, Aaron shall present, present the bull as a sin offering for himself and shall make atonement for himself and for his, his house. He shall kill the bull as a sin offering for himself and he shall take a censer full of coals of the fire from the altar before the Lord, okay? And the two uh, handfuls of sweet incense, beaten small, he shall bring it inside the veil, and put the incense on the fire before the Lord, and the cloud of the incense may cover the mercy seat that is over the testimony. Okay? So that he does not die. There's always a veil between us and God. Always. Throughout the entire scripture, there is something blocking us for the immediate presence of God. Nobody can stand before the Lord and live. 
okay? That's what he's doing. He's setting up a barrier between him and God. That's the first thing that happens. He goes in there, takes the burning incense, goes in there, takes fresh incense or burning coals, goes in there right before the altar or before the Ark of the Covenant, lays it down, throws the incense on there, it starts to smoke. And he gets back out, okay? All right, he shall take some of the blood from the bull and sprinkle it with his finger on the front of the mercy seat on the east side and in, in front of the mercy seat he shall sprinkle blood with his fingers seven times, okay? So he goes back in, he takes a bowl of blood, he dips his finger in it and he sprinkles it seven times on the east side. We <laughs> get to the east, okay? <laughs> Pointing the other way, all right? He goes seven times. Then he shall kill the goat. So he backs back out. Okay? He goes and he gets the goat. Then he shall kill the goat of the sin offering that is for the people and bring its blood inside the veil and do with the blood as he did with the bull, springing over the mercy seat seven times. Okay? Same, same thing, to the east. All right? Why to the east? Why is the east important? It's the way he's coming back. What'd you say? It is the eastern gate. Right. What side does the sun come up? The east. What brings life into the world? The sun, the light, the light of the world. It also brings the new day. Okay? Everything that has to do with new comes from the east. Thus he shall make atonement for the holy place because of the uncleanliness of the people of Israel and because of their transgressions and all their sins. Why is this necessary? Have you ever been around people that are smoking? Even though you don't smoke, you walk away like smoke. He had to make atonement for the holy place because it's in the center of everyone around him. So God, being in the middle of sin, they had to make it atone. Because even though God is holy, everything around them, all the people of Israel that has been sinning, is now the, the, the smell of sin is upon the holy place. Even though we don't smoke, you be around smoke, you don't smell like smoke. Okay? That's what's going on here. And so he shall do for the tent of meetings which dwells within them in the midst of their uncleanliness. Okay? No one may be in the tent of meeting from the time he enters to make atonement for the holy place. Okay? Why? Because the presence of God is coming. Until he comes out and has made atonement for himself and for his house and for all the assembly of Israel. Okay? Everybody had to book it okay he didn't want unclean people to be in that place i think they would have died just like people touching the ark at the wrong time they died he said everybody's got to go the only person to be in there here this time is going to be the people that's already been atoned and it took the bull to do it because two things that were allowed to make sacrifices for sin was bulls and goats nothing else Everything else was not worthy enough, okay? 
then it shall go out into the altar that is before the Lord and make atonement for it. Okay? Well, so what is he doing? He's atoning everything and backing his way out. Okay? Then he shall take some of the blood of the bull and put it on the blood of the goat. He's making the goat holy. And put it on the horns of the altar. And he has to sprinkle some of the blood on it with his finger seven times and cleanse it and consecrate it for the uncleanness of the people of Israel. Because what goes on there? Unholy stuff. What's he doing now? He's making it holy again for the whole next year. And we has made, he has made an end of the atoning for the holy place and the tent of meeting and the altar. He shall present the live goat. And Aaron shall lay both his hands on the head of the live goat and confess over it all the, all the sins or iniquities of the people of Israel and all their transgressions and all their sins. And he shall put on them, he sh- and he shall put them on the head of the goat and send it away until the wilderness. Okay? Hmm. Yeah. Goat God. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's definitely. Yeah. And it says in 23, Then Aaron shall come into the tent of meetings and shall take off his linen garments and put them where he had went into the holy place and shall leave them there. And he shall bathe his body in water in the holy place and put on his garment and come out and offer his burnt offering and the burnt offering of the people and make atonement for himself and the people. And the fat of the sin offering shall be burnt on the altar. Okay. I'm just kind of skimming through, see if there's any more. All right, I'm going to jump down to 29. And uh, yeah. And it shall be a statute for you forever that in the seventh month, on the tenth day of the month, you shall afflict yourselves. All right, this is where we get the word fasting from. Affliction, um, in, the, in the Hebrew, it, it, it literally means to afflict your soul. It's, it's a time where they go in and they fast, and they fast food and water. It's, it's nothing. They, they go without everything. It's a time of repentance. It's a time for, for them to just really seek God and separate them from the world. Very common what they do today. And, and, and shall no work be done, whether the native or the stranger who sojourns among you. For on this day shall atonement be made for you and to cleanse you. You shall be clean before the Lord from all your sins. It is a Shabbat of solemn rest for you, and you shall afflict yourselves. It is a statute forever. Okay? I'm going to stop right there. But they call this the, the Shabbat of Shabbats. It is, it is the most holiest day that a Jew has. 
to me, it's the holiest day of all Christianity. Why? Because Jesus fulfilled this right here. This right here tells Christ how he, he dies, what he has done for us. Christians here in America, we, we tend to overlook a lot of the festivals. Well, a lot of times we just don't understand what they mean. But if we do understand what they mean, it gives us a, uh, a, a different look on how the scriptures were fulfilled. It gives us a different perspective. And when our perspective changes, our worldview changes. And so this day is called Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. It is a day of atoning and repentance from, from the... From, this is the, the fall festivals of the fall festivals of the, the, uh, the, the feast unto the Lord. You have a spring side and you have a fall side. Um, spring side is, is where the Passover and that, that um, first fruits and all that happens. But here is the atonement side. This is the new king. This is the, the time that repentance and, and, and really a feast, a joyous time, but it's the time of you really stop and really check yourself. It's a time of forgiveness. These times were uh, the 10 days before this, Rosh Hashanah. It's, it's a time of you go to everybody you know, and it's like, have I offended you? Man, I'm sorry. It's, it's a time of apologies. It's a time of getting stuff right. Why? Because Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. It's, it's a, this time of year is when Christ will return. I, I bet my life on it. There's nothing that, that I believe more than Jesus holding true to certain traditions and the way he is, he is in attributes. If we believe the Passover happened and everything was fulfilled in it, why shouldn't we believe this? Well, it's because it's overlooked and it's understood, uh, not understood. It's misunderstood. Okay? So this time is a great repentance time. It's the holiest day of the year. These ten days, well, this actually coming up um, in, in, in a week and a half, uh, and then two, two weeks later, uh, Yom Kippur happens in September. September 15th, it falls on this year. It's September 15th at sundown, and it rolls all the way into sundown on the 16th. Because the new day, the, the end of the day starts when the sun goes down. So the new day starts at the end of the day. So right now, a new day is, is fixing to, to come upon us. The morning time, I guess. And so... Yeah, yeah definitely Jewish calendar. Um, so they go, they off they go off the lunar calendar. That's why it's a little different every year. Okay, so they uh, they they afflict themselves. So let's get back on Yom Kippur. So they afflict themselves. Okay, what happened seventy years? No, what happened forty years after Christ died? The temple was destroyed. Okay. 40 years. 40 years temples destroyed. Okay. So for 
1,951 years, they have not made sacrifices to the Lord. Okay? It is, it is almost, so 49 years, we're going to be at 2,000 since the temple has been destroyed. They still mourn today over the temple every time Yom Kippur hits. They sit there and they beat their chest. You've probably seen videos of, of, of rabbis at the Wailing Wall. Why do you think they call it the Wailing Wall? Because they cry unto the Lord for a Messiah, for a way to make atonement for themselves because it can't happen anymore. They have no bull. They have no goat. They have no escape goat to make atonement for the law that they are being held to. They still cry for a Messiah every year. Every year. But Jesus says, I came to fulfill the law, so quit looking that way. Look at what's been fulfilled. I am the law. Of what? Spirit, though. He said, I've done away with the written law. I've done away with it. But I've come to fulfill it. Right? And did what he said? Okay, so what does that mean? So that means, do we, should we throw this away? Should we not understand it anymore because he's fulfilled it? No, it's the opposite. We should understand it more because it's been fulfilled. Now we can, we can fully understand what it meant because it's been fulfilled. Because prophecies that haven't been fulfilled, we can't really understand what they mean. But when we've seen them fulfilled... When they've come to pass, just like betting on a football game, it's like, I think that's going to happen. Dallas Cowboys lost again. Sorry, DJ. <laughs> but we don't know the outcome until we've seen the outcome. And then it's like, man, they were a better team. Or, But we don't understand it. But now the fulfillment of it happens. Now we can fully understand it. So that's why we understand these festivals. That's why we, it helps us to better understand God. And everything that we do as Christians, it's already been written. So we should take the time and understand what Christ has done. And in these festivals, now we understand the prophecies of the King. Because Jesus, He was the coach. He was the escape goat. He was both in one. As I was looking over some notes earlier in my room, I just began to weep. Because as God did for the Israelites, He did for me. He made a way. See, all He had to do was be a part of the family of Israelites, and your, your atonement was made. You didn't have to give anything. The goats was given. The bull was given. You just had to be present and repent. That's it. The free gift was there just like it is today. But it still took repentance. It was a time of repentance. 
Salvation does not happen without repentance. Who said there was nobody, who, who, Jesus said there's no one greater than John the Baptist. What did John the Baptist come with? Repentance. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. I did. I broke, man. I broke hard today. Because I know my sin and what I've done in the past can never be fully forgiven without the blood of Jesus. And this is what this is. This is the blood that has been sacrificed for sin. When we sin, something has to die. That's just how God made it. When the Israelites sinned, something had to die. Something had to make an atonement for your wrong. Because you broke the law. And to stand before God, you had to be atoned. And so he did it. He did it. And I, I am, and the more I understand this, the more I research and pray. And, and as David says, you know, um, you'll see those little phrases in, in, in the book of uh, Psalms that says, Selah. And it literally means to sit and ponder. It just means to sit and just meditate on what is being said. And oftentimes we, we have to do this to really understand what God wants and to understand what these festivals mean. And um, it is. It's just uh, it's an amazing time. I mean, we read the stories of the Red Sea crossing and David killing Goliath and, and um, Isaiah calling down fire from heaven chariots of fire so much but nothing nothing is greater than this right here nothing this is the greatest miracle that ever happened on planet earth is to cover sin to cover sin and see God knew we couldn't we couldn't keep doing this. As the world grew and his sin grew stronger, this right here, God knew that it would fade away. We see the start of it in, in, in Leviticus with Moses receiving the law. And the Jewish customs is the day of atonement is the day also that Moses brought down the second tablets of the Ten Commandments. That would have been cool too. I don't know how much I believe that, but that's what that's what they believe. Yeah, it's their tradition. And there's some more traditions in here um, that absolutely will blow your mind. I don't have enough time to go over them all, but it's just amazing, 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 amazing on how God puts this stuff together. And so. The Day of Atonement is going to be here in two weeks. 
Two weeks away, two weeks away. Imagine if God kept his timing in a week and a half to two weeks he returns. It makes me nervous. It puts a little quickening in my spirit. It makes me just want to say I love everybody because this is the fulfillment of the law. In these times, people loved their neighbor. They forgave their neighbor. Any ought they had against them, they said, don't worry about it. Atonement's fixing to happen. They knew what was coming. They knew who was coming. They could see the cloud come out of heaven and enter the tabernacle. They knew who was coming around. It's an amazing time of year. An amazing time. It's a solemn time. The ten days, they actually call it the ten days of awe and wonder. They say if a miracle is going to happen, it's going to happen with this in, the, in these days. Because it's time of forgiveness. And so, take the time. I'll, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be gone next week, but the week after, um, I'm, I'm going to come back and, and, and try to do a um, kind of a overview of spring and fall festivals, of what they mean in prophecy. So you'll have a, a good understanding of what I really believe and what I really see in scriptures. Okay, um, so it'll put a lot of, uh, it'll be a good overview of, of, so you can see the prophecies of Jesus in the Passover and the prophecies of the returning king. And so it'll, it'll, be, a, it'll be a good time. I won't be here next week. I'm going to, to speak at, a, at another, I'll be gone for a week, I'm going to speak at, at, at a, a thing down in Florida. But um, has anybody got questions? Anything they want to add tonight? No? Do you have any insight on the, the, what the Azazel really is? Is it, is it what they, they kind of think it could be a place or it means it could mean entire removal? Like where it was? Well, just uh, it's it's from an unused group. There. Yeah, it, so. it's it's where they took the escape goad to go. So it would have been led out. Some people thought that. It's a scapegoat. Yeah. So they would have tied a scarlet um, ribbon around its ear or neck or piece of hair, and they would have took it by a rope, and they would have led it out into the wilderness. Some people believe they led it way out there and then they threw it off a cliff. Some people let, believe they led it out there and let it go. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's one of those things that I don't think we'll really know. Um, but the understanding of that is, it's, it's, it, it had to be, it had to be away from anybody. It couldn't be been away from, it couldn't have been towards any kind of civilization or anything like that. It had to be away from everybody because the sins had to get away from them. It was a, a place that, 
the goat couldn't come back. And so that's why some people think that they went out there, that one person would have been the only person that knew what had really happened to it. And some people believe they went out there and they chunked it off, off a cliff because they didn't want it to come back because that would have been a curse. Right. So that's where they went, and that person came back and said, I left him in Arkansas. Yeah. So he was, even though it was still within the confines of the geographic Israel, right. it was in. Yeah, the, unclean, the uncleanliness of Israel went upon the goat. That's why Aaron laid his hand on it and confessed all the sins, and then he went to Azazel. And so. 50 years. That's a pretty good memory there. Um, so, yeah, it's. Um, hey. Because they would confess th- throughout the whole year. And it's pretty common. I mean, you could probably quote the Ten Commandments and cover them all. Um, and so, yeah, it, it's. Yeah. It's a good time, man. It really is. <laughs> all, all of Chuck's sins can be named by Becky. I think every spouse out there could name a few. I'm sure mine could too. Um, uh, but but I love this time. I love Yom Kippur because it's a it's a time that sets us back on the straight and narrow. It's a time God pulls us back together, and and. During Rosh Hashanah, the, the blowing of the trumpets, um, the shofar literally means it's, it's time to gather. So he's gathering everybody together. It's very prophetic. So it's a gathering. The horn is blown. And it's, it's calling everybody together. Okay? What happens when Jesus returns? He calls them everybody together. <laughs> Are there parallels happening in your brain? Yeah, they're going to happen, okay? Because this is the time. This is the time Jesus will return. I don't care what anybody says. I know in my spirit, I know the spirit of God that wrecks me in my own home. I don't know when it'll be. Jesus says, I don't know when it'll be. But he says, hey, pay attention because the signs will be there. Is that not? That's scripture. Jesus says, hey, make sure your oil is full. Make sure your fire is tender. Make sure you're ready to go. Because only the Father knows when I'm going to come back. But you're going to know the season. Is this not a season of time? Is this not a period of time that we know is going to happen? We don't know exactly when he's going to come back. But it's going to happen here. We just don't know what year. But we've got to be ready. The shofar is going to blow and he's going to gather. What's going to happen then? We're going to meet him in the sky. That always makes me think about that too. Rabbi, the priest, who would go out and wait on the first look of the moon to show up. Yeah. Um, they had the window of going 
They have a window of knowing, but they don't know when. But they stand and they watch. That's right. They run into the temple. Two witnesses run into the temple. Hey, it has happened. Time for the shofars to blow. What's going to happen? We're going to be watching this guy. Our oil is going to be full. Jesus is going to appear at the trumpets while blast. Is it not how this is read? It's amazing how this reads. We're a week and a half away. Be ready. As the trumpet blows, be ready. Be ready to be drawn to the temple. It's a good time, guys. It's a good time. I, I absolutely love this time of year. Um, understanding God's word and and I don't claim to know it all. There's there's still so much I I miss and um, but I, I I put my heart and soul in in not being right is in, in a know it all, but being right for me and my family to be ready for the Lord, to be prepared as a priest of my home. And so it's it's just. It's what we should do as men, as fathers, as husbands, and just priests of our home. We have to be ready. We have to be ready. And so, uh, but that's, that's all I got tonight. I like them short and sweet ones. You know, something to go home and chew on and, and just praise God for, man. Anybody else got anything? Good stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that even God's foundational structure, like you said earlier, is shown in the heavens. Yes. Because the sun yes. is the center of our known world. Right. You know, and everything we're looking at it, you know, so yep. that same structure. And it and it is. I mean, from the time of the tabernacle uh till probably early couple of third fourth century um ad the 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 tabernacle the church was the center of town everybody built their house around the church so if this was our church my house would be here chris would be over there i mean everybody would be right around here it wouldn't be separate nobody would be across town we this is this would be the synagogue you go to. This would be the church you go to. You live right here. You do this. This is life. And so, in in that, just like we make Christ our everything, He is our center of our world. The same thing they did. The same thing. Yeah. And so I, I love that. I love in 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 God's design. God told them where to set up around the tabernacle. It just wasn't by chance. He said, "I want them here. These here. These here. These there." God set that up. So what did they do? Jews like, well, if they're doing it there, we're just going to keep doing it. Because that's how, that's how God wants us. God wants us, God to be centered of everything. And, it, and, and so we can see what's coming in and coming out. When, the, when, when Moses would come out of his tent to go into the tabernacle, all of Israel would come out of their tents and stand up and watch him. He would walk into the tabernacle. He would spend time with God. And they'd see him come back out. They'd stand back up and Watch him go back into his tent. That's amazing, man. Amazing. And so we, we, we really do 
example follow traditions of, of, and customs of what God has put in place since time ago. I mean, it is, it is that way. You know, it is not um, man's design that, that sacrifices should happen. Because what happened after Adam and Eve got kicked out of the garden was the next, next chapter. You read, Cain kills Abel. Why? Because of sacrifices. Immediately, atonement begins. Immediately. There's no break. Ain't even another scripture. Immediately, atonement begins. And so that shows you how God, how bad God wants us. That he immediately starts making atonement to get us back. Man, that's amazing. It's just amazing. But praise God. So let's pray, and then we'll shut it down, and, and we'll probably talk some more. So, Father, we thank you. We thank you for the blood of Jesus. We thank you for your Son that come and it died for us. God, that he made a way where there just wasn't any other way that would work. We are so grateful for you. That you, God, our God, would come and die for us. It's just amazing. It is beyond what we can comprehend, Lord. But of everything we have, we are so grateful. And in this time that is, that is quickly upon us, Lord, let us stop and let us stand in awe of you and what you have done. God, we take the time, Lord, just to love you back. To have oil in our lamp and be ready to go to be with you, Lord. God, we are so ready. I just want to stop and thank you, Jesus. Thank you for being that sacrifice. Thank you for taking my sins and our sins away. And you took them into the wilderness to be seen no more. Thank you, God, for being that escape goat for us. You are worthy. You are worthy, God. And we worship you forever for that. There is none like you. There will be none like you. God, put a hunger in our lives to seek you more every day. Lord, let the, as the tabernacle sit in the middle of the, the town, God, let you be the center of our life. We love you, Jesus, and we worship you. Amen. Well, thanks for coming tonight, and here's the thumbs up. <laughs>